Well, it's been a while, but uh, we're back with another edition of Smells Like Cinematic Sadness, where we're delving into the best of bad movies. We originally planned to do this for a New Year's resolution uh, special, but things got in the way, but we're back, so we thought we'd keep going with it. So we thought we'd dive into the 1993 Splatstick Australian, or Ozploitation as they call it, classic, well, that may be too kind, Body Melt. (laughs) (laughs) Body Melt. Uh, We first saw Body Melt uh, back, well... That's a story in of itself. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll just talk about the movie. So, uh, well, well, one of the things we should talk about, we can just uh, one of the things that drew us first to this this film was the uh, bo- the um, cover art um, and the back cover art. As usual with most of the things that we saw, what what really got us was the uh, the the cover art. Uh, so uh, that that that's kind of. And you'll see when you see some of the cover art why why it was a bit appealing to us. <laughs> yeah, it has really garish like exoskeleton and uh, with like y'all the different uh, muscular musculature groups and all that. And it said body melts, and so we're like, we'll try this out. And it was a it was it's one of those really weird movies where you watch it and you're like, I don't quite know where the story came from. It's so all over the place. It's basically it's like a a parody slash uh oh uh examination of like the whole fitness trend of of the early 90s yeah um so you know it's it's all about this company that comes up with this weird chemical that's supposed to make people healthier but of course it does stuff it's not supposed to do and uh <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's an understatement <laughs> yeah yeah and it, you it, know usually usually if it's something it's not supposed to do with your fitness pills you know oh, it makes me fart or it, oh no yeah. this one. no not this one not not this one, not, <laughs> not this one at all there's a few more side effects than that so <laughs> you know it, it starts off you know as as many bad horror movies do it had a really bad title so it was like really cheesy font it looked like gumby kind of stuff like claymation kind of font it's like this weird bomb you had that kind of like peewee's playhouse vibe to it yeah and it was like a kind of a, a split screen like a top half of the screen was the word body uh-huh. like in, in this sort of fleshy type thing it was kind of pulsating and undulating out of the flesh was the word body and then below was like me- the word melt but it was also it was looked like it was turning from ice or to ice. It was, like, it was just really bizarre, like just this weird split screen for this thing. And that was in itself was just so yeah. cheesily bad, and, <laughs> so and, funny. Immediately comical. And it's it's one of those films that was designed, I think, to be funny, but it's not always funny by design. You know, it's one of those things. Yeah, that, yeah. That, but, you know, it begins with, a, you know, it has this uh, chemist who's leaving this fitness lab, you know, where they're, where they're developing these compounds. And he's trying to uh, he's trying to get out of there, but he's been poisoned with these like mutant steroids, and it, <laughs> and, and it, it ends with him driving into this uh, convenience store, and for some reason he goes in, and I don't know why he thinks this to do, but he, but he drinks uh, uh, dish detergent, which <laughs> which, which pours through a hole in his throat. And yeah, his so- his his throat starts to split open as as is progressive as he's trying to get there to the to the thing. So so yeah, that's how it's coming out of his throat. So I don't know if he's drinking detergent because he wants to kill himself. I, they never explain why he's drinking no. d- detergent. It's so random and weird. Not not at all. And also he looks he looks <laughs> like going back and watching it now. He looks like Anthony Scaramucci. Guy, <laughs> watch it again. The guy who's like. <laughs> <laughs> which which would have been a fitting end for that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
I guess as a nod to Twin Peaks, he's driving with his little like tape recorder and he's, he's describing the process in the really bad scientific jargon. He's like, first phase is hallucinogenic. The second phase is glandular. The third phase is all <laughs> 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 and then he, And then he drives to, to a building and blows up. The first phase is hallucinogenic. Second phase is glandular. <laughs> well, well, he doesn't blow up. He he drives into a. I think he drives into the side of a van in front of the, uh, the house of some of the other characters. The young, the young. Oh yeah, te- yeah. Teenagers, yeah. And he flies through the windshield and onto the hood um, of of the vehicle. And then uh, during that process, you see him uh, part of whatever he's been injected with, which is which has caused him to, uh, you know, hallucinate and <laughs> 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 like his, uh, it, it, these tentacles start yeah. coming out of his throat for, for something that's supposed to be, you know, chemically induced. You know, they're taking a, a chemical like how how is the chemical making tentacles that that recede and proceed from your protrude from your body? That just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's more like an alien type spore or something, but. <laughs> and, like, and like, what's the point of having them like these tentacles coming out of your mouth? It's like, you know, except for doing some kind of like, you know, riff on John Carpenter's The Thing, you know, that's what it reminds yeah, me it's, of. It's a, yeah, it's a definite, uh, yeah. But but not nearly as cool. <laughs> no. So he has, it's like, it's, he has like these spaghetti tentacles just pop out of his nose and his throat and it's like, okay. <laughs> and, and, you know, so so then you see the subdivision, which is kind of like a McMansion little area in this you know, they call it a they call them garden estates over there. And, you know, it's a it's like you see these two dorky teenagers and you see this family. They're all running around their wind shorts, you know, and like looking all <laughs> all their fitness garb and everything. So you see where, where, where it's where it's going. But but at one point, the two the two teenage boys drive off. And I don't know why they're driving off or how they find this place. But they find this weird, like. Well, they get lost. I think they're lost on the way to some place. I can't remember from where. Where they're, yeah, like you said, it's so inconsequential, like where they're supposed to be going, and like just, it's just all like none of it makes sense. Like the police, the police on the scene of this guy's death, with him lying on the hood of the car, just asking the neighbors, like basically if they saw anything and what they're doing for the day and just sends them on their way. Like just, I mean, everybody around just gets sent on their way. Yeah. Just kind of like they wind up this place somehow, but, uh, but Oh, what a place they wind up at. They wind up at this weird, it's not even like a farm. It's just like this like shanty shack yeah. thing. And, and you'll see a, a guy there, this weird, uh, uh, he looks almost like Lemmy, and actually, he, he's the guy. Yeah. He's the guy that played. Uh, um, he was he was the, one of the guys from the original Mad Max movie. He was the guy that blew up in the opening car sequence, being chased by Mel Gibson. And when I kept going, the Night Rider, Woo-hoo! the Night Rider. <laughs> yeah, that's so, right. So so so, so 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 that's the guy. So you already know he's going to be playing somebody weird. And, and yeah, and he has a huge like tumor thing on the side of his face, like a prosthetic tumor on the side of his face. But I will say, for me, this. That that section about fifteen minutes in, when the boys arrive at this ranch farm, to all of the scenes where that ranch farm ends, um, which is like you know maybe twenty minutes later because it's interspersed. But that for me, that's the whole film. <laughs> I mean, that's that's all. That's all I I could do with just that. I mean, that that is the the beauty and amazement for me of Body Melt. 
Yeah. The, re- the rest of it's a nice homage to, you know, the, the Peter Jackson type stuff, you know, the old splatter Australian humor stuff. The, you know, it's a nice homage to that. But for me, where, where the film just lives and dies on its weirdness and its uh, just uh, poorly executed humor, whether it's supposed to be or not, is 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 where the film is made right there in those 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 farm scenes. Yeah, because it, it starts off and you see that the the you know the night rider actor and he's sitting there like like playing with this gigantic potter's wheel or whatever and he and he keeps quoting Deep Purple's Highway Star. It's a mean machine. She's got everything. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's feeding his fish. I think he has it, a piranha. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a mean machine. She's got everything. And he's like chippy 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 or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's bizarre. Always weird, random sayings. So the so the guys show up and they're looking for like a place to eat, basically, and and you know to fill up their car, basically. So they're at like a pit stop. So he's like, oh yeah, come on down and meet my my children, Bob Bronto and Push or something like that. <laughs> bab Bab Bronto and Push. Yeah, Bab. And, and so so there's two brothers, or although one is definitely a girl, um, but but there's these two like lunk-headed weird kind of hill, yeah. hills have eyes meets laurel and hardy uh kind of t- these two dorks who are- yeah one of the guy though the, the male he looks kind of like um um uh, uh a better fitter version of chunk from the goonies uh-huh. <laughs> it just looks like he's a little better better put together than chunk but it still looks like a ripoff of chunk to some degree and then, and then his sister, or I guess it's, I, I, I don't know if it's supposed to be a male or a female, but it's definitely a female playing it. The mm-hmm. kind of heavier one just looks like a, uh, an unfortunate Susan Boyle. I don't know. She it, just it, looks like it's, it's, you know, a young Susan Boyle. I don't know, but yeah, it's, it's it, they're uns, they're unsettling, but, but, but they both kind of pale in comparison to, uh, to, um, Bab who, it's like uh, if Marilyn Manson like fused with Ruth Buzzy from Laughing. It's like it's just... <laughs> with a little bit of and with a little bit of Jay Leno thrown in. Yeah, it's just. I mean, it's it's very minimal prosthetics, but it's actually really effective because she is disturbing. She's she's yeah. physically creepy as hell, and you get a sense from the first time she meets those the two boys that she's got this like hormonal thing going on. You can tell she's like turned on by them and you're like, well, how, where's this going to go? No place. Good. You know? <laughs> right. And so, and so the one kid has got the Keanu Reeves bangs who, who, who jokes about having spermatoso grosso. <laughs> who, who he says that to the, to the uh, Mad Max guy when he's asking, you know, what kind of stocky Italians and all that. So he, he goes off with her and, uh, and so they're, they're getting it on and, and you'll find out more later, but then the two other, mutants hang out with the other guy and they're out there like uh what they're, they're, like, they're well, like well i think he's talking to the dad at first and then in the background you see the two freak the kind of twins the two freak twins kind of getting excited and running off of the back porch into the things and then they then he follows follows them and they they start running out into the uh sort of outback area and they uh <laughs> the female puts on just a pair of wraparound sunglasses. It's just like a pair of these weird <laughs> wraparound sunglasses. And, and it's a, it's a low angle shot. And she has these, these prosthetic teeth and these like, that are just sticking out in like a, and a mutilated tongue. And she's just looking around with these glasses in this weirdest fashion. And then you see a, a kangaroo in the distance, <laughs> a really bad and kangaroo, a real bad. Yeah. It's definitely a stuffed 
puppet, you know, so you see this in the distance and then they get excited. The two get excited and uh, a female, the female with the glasses, after she takes the glasses off, she grabs something out like a stone or something. And and then she's, she just looks at the kangaroo and it's like a cut shot between her and the (laughs) kangaroo. And then she just like lets out this guttural, like, well, no, that's later. This is, she lets out this guttural. I don't know if it's a call for the kangaroo, but it's like, it's like, <laughs> Remember she has this like, this like it's almost like she's trying to scream or call it, but it's so muted and so like guttural, and and then suddenly she throws the stone, and it shows their them standing, and the the, the dummy, the dummy kangaroo just falls over from being hit by the stone, like like a piece of it, like a piece of plywood, like a piece of plywood, and then immediately it's like a it's a too fast cut. That's one of the things the cut from the kangaroo back to them is too fast because as soon as the kangaroo's dropping, it cuts back to them mid-expression, and they're like, yeah! yeah! <laughs> <laughs> they're so excited. And, I mean, just that sequence alone is the just so bizarre. Then they go to the kangaroo, and the, the male starts to cut into the kangaroo's neck, mm-hmm. and there's another kind of gory scene where they pull out something from the neck, and the guy's trying to figure out what he's doing, and it turns out it's uh, adrenal the gland. adrenal gland, <laughs> yeah, so and they call it uh, psycho, uh, psycho, psycho jelly, psycho jelly. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Psycho jelly, which would be a good name for a band. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. So that's the whole scene. Then all the while, you're wondering where his little friend went off to with uh, with Babs. Um, well, I, we're once again we skip ahead. Uh, there's one part we also have to mention where where, where they show up. And they're asking if they have anything to eat or whatever. Ah, uh, yes, and, yeah. And they're like, do you have any breakfast? And then the immortal Babs goes, no, we've got breakfast, lunch, and tea. <laughs> and just that delivery, we first saw it, we were just rolling because it was just so <laughs> weird that, and tea. And the way she comes out, she's like, a, she comes out like a waitress. She has a, a pen and a pad, like she's taking mm-hmm. their order, like. Like, like this place is a like and oh I forgot about the mom or whatever. That oh yeah, week. yeah. Looks, looks she like, pops her head out briefly. Yeah, looks like Lulu from Hee Haw, like covered in grease. <laughs> and I, also, when I was rewatching it, there's also a disturbing part where he, the after they kill the kangaroo and and while the guy is having sex with the other girl, which we find out, you hear you first think he's walking into the room where the, this is happening because you hear like a panting noise or you like hear like a you know, some like panting noises and he walks in and at first you see a dog lying on the sofa, but then it immediately cuts to walking in on them having sex. But it's actually, when he opens the door, you see a dog sitting on the sofa and panting. It's just like, but all the time, the sounds don't sound like a dog panting. It sounds like foley, like people panting, like, and then, and then it cuts immediately to the television where there's like a, like a porno, a penetration porno. And then the mom is like, mom is laying on the sofa and he sits down on her. Yeah, yeah, they actually, yeah, they actually show it like it's like full, blonde porn, and he sits on it. She's like, hey. yeah, yeah. At first, you think it's the dog, which is really gross because if you listen to the dog, you can tell it's not a dog. It's like just like these weird panting noises, and then they cut to that, and you're like, oh god. <laughs> and you always have a suspicion of disbelief in these films, but they always push it because there's there's always something you're like, what? And and the fact that that little dude. He, even as desperate as he might be, would want to hook up with this thing is really, and I call it a thing because she yeah. is frightening. She's quite, yeah, especially when you see those two side by side. Talk about a, yeah. <laughs> a match made, match yeah. made, 
toilet bowl. <laughs> yeah, so, so so they so they kind of leave that leave that sequence for a while, and then they come back to it because then they go and show uh, um a, another family back in that sub subdivision at yeah. that cul-de-sac, and it's a pregnant woman and and her husband, and like and she and she gets. <laughs> She gets some of that workout stuff, and she's acting all crazy. And at one point, her her belly explodes, and it looks like a bunch of like a bunch of streamers. Like it looks like like, yeah. like a blow dryer is blowing. And these little streamers are supposed to be like guts. They look like they look like paper mache, you know. Yeah, it's because they have her lay they have her laying on the bed, and then they're blowing it from below. Obviously, like she's like just there's just an open prosthetic there, and they're blowing it through, and it it does it looks. It looks like it looks like crepe paper. It just looks like crepe paper that you would hang for a child's birthday party, and it's just blowing, blowing like outward. And it's like, where would? Why would it do that? Yeah, why? It's like she has an internal wind coming through her. It's like, what is it? Like, doesn't make any sense. And, the, and and then the husband comes in. He's like, what's going on? And the and the placenta shoots out and covers his face like a face hugger, and, yeah. and that kills him. So it's 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 like yeah so it's 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 so so strange <laughs> And then there's a there's another family and they're going to this uh retreat which is held at the same place they make this compound this this uh yeah this supplement and they show up, and it's like you know the kids, like the little skateboard kid, and the parents are all you know, got their little shiny workout suits on, and and you know you see uh, they're kind of exploring the the complex, and the the kid starts like skating, and he's all in there. there's a skateboard <laughs> sequence where he's getting all into it. He's like yeah yeah, he's doing these, <laughs> these big skate ramps, and then he crashes, yeah. and just like in the beginning, this weird little thing crawls out of his mouth, it crawls back in, then he dies. <laughs> little tentacles I, I don't know why and and, and then <laughs> and then it shows uh i don't know if it's like the, the co-owner or uh or like the, the there's like a female assistant who's who's kind of like yeah tar- tarted right, up right. it's like it's like the you know like the sex element of the film yeah and, and she's with this big you know meathead roid guy and at one point, at one point, he's he's watching porn while she's out doing something else, and his his penis explodes. explodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like we said, this film makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, and there's like another sex scene where there's like, uh, uh, I I think there's you know at at, at that point it, it cuts back to the gas station and and you start seeing that there's like a correlation between the gas station and the and the uh the supplement company slash uh physical retreat because it starts it starts building up that there's that these this family who are all weirded and, and mutated yeah we're kind of like the, yeah we're kind of like the guinea pigs for this stuff in the beginning like the main scientist who developed it was like using them to like experiment on the stuff and see how it worked and uh which again Makes no sense. If you knew it was going to be people <laughs> mutated and not help their fitness, why would you put it in the mass production? I don't know. It doesn't make it. Does it make it? Yeah, exactly. There's and believe me, when you see those three, there is nothing fit about them. No, <laughs> physically, mentally, or anything. And, 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 and so, at one point, the scientist comes out to to the uh, 
to the place called the mutants and he's talking to the the token the uh, night rider dude and uh they're talking they have this really weird conversation which just like the rest of the film doesn't really quite make sense or have like any natural flow to the dialogue dialogue is really bad in this film it's all over the place and at one point he calls him yeah, yeah. The, the 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 mutant dad calls him you're the bob geldoff of the gym set okay <laughs> all right what uh, okay doesn't really okay. apply to anything there's nothing about this guy's bob geldoff like he's bob geldoff was not a scientist it doesn't make any sense yeah and so, uh, you know, at, at one point you, you discover that, that the little guy hooked up with the uh, mutant girl was killed by her. Basically, she like – I think she like ate him alive pretty much. She like – Yeah, she says something about do you want a love bite or something like that, and that's how it all starts like in the process. Of, and then she – doesn't she like stab him with a some kind of like a – pitchfork or some kind of thing <laughs> yeah. right there, right in the balls I don't know. Like, <laughs> and, she, and she comes out and like covered in blood it is, in it's, blood. it's a yeah. very kind of garish garish image you know and uh and they also uh you see another couple back in the complex having sex and at one point they like die during it and this one woman gets a giant tongue for some reason encephalitis of the tongue but 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 then you find out in the big reveal that the reason they all got this stuff wasn't because they bought it in stores as far as like a something it was actually put in people's food that they were selling in like you know health bars and things like that so that so that has like got to the system and it was all stuff that they were selling at you know regular you know convenience stores and grocery stores, and the bigs you know they had these two cops who were trying to find out who did it, and uh, you know at the very end, yeah, and the least memorable police you could ever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's like there not a not a thing about them, you know, was memorable that you could even you know worth watching these two. I mean, it's like they found the worst possible characters to develop as far as for those guys. Yeah. Cause, cause at one point they bring in a body for the corner to look at and the corner is like this really stupid hippie, like a uh, cliche character. You just want to punch him. He's like really, really irritating. Yeah. And so then they discover that it's how the stuff got in their system. So they're like, okay, we got to, you know, all the ends. Well, he figured out what's going on. You know, it's all taken care of, you know, the, the place is shut down. The scientist is arrested and so forth and, and all of that. But then the final shot, ooh, the final shot is showing that convenience store with a big stack of the food still on the shelf. Like, <laughs> like that would be there for very long anyways. There, yeah. There'd be like a national recall. These guys were such idiots. You know what I mean? It's like, so that's another thing that doesn't quite make sense. Like exactly. They wouldn't be like, it's still on the shelves. <laughs> yeah i mean it's overall i mean overall like i said for me this one is one of those that it's it is definitely worth it because it's just if alone for the scenes with the uh, mutants i mean the scenes with the mutants like the the gore itself is pretty standard gore pretty pretty much you know that you would get in most of those 90s uh sort of australian um exploitation films but uh uh, I mean, like I said, the thing for me where I can watch it over and over and rewind and play is the the farm sequences because those characters there are are the the creme de la creme. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it really. I mean, it really is hilarious, you know. And I was reading some stuff about the director Philip Brophy, B R O P H Y, who basically said that um, the reason the musical score is so weird is because he didn't like traditional musical cues. I'm like, we didn't like any traditional anything. You don't like traditional narrative cues or <laughs> traditional dialogue cues. <laughs> exactly. Nothing about this film is traditional except that yeah. it's, it's like a, you know, like a, 
you know, it may be in the kind of, like you said, the style of like a Peter Jackson or something like that. I know that Quentin Tarantino is a big fan of this film. I remember reading that he was a big yeah. fan of it. And they've actually, there's this really great company who I've, I've mentioned before called Vinegar Syndrome. And they, I feel like they tapped into our brains and like found all these films we used to watch. And I put all these great like Blu-ray editions. And they've actually put out a special edition of Body Melt, which I have not watched, but I'm sure is awesome. Yeah, I, I read somewhere that there's an edition which has a behind the scenes um, making stuff of it. So that, whichever one you can find of that would be definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. And, and and if if anybody who's listening wants to go to our my blog page for this episode, I'll I'll have a link for that uh, special edition that you can order from Vinegar Syndrome. I really am am stoked about this company because they put out so much cool stuff, and I'm hoping maybe we can get some kind of a reciprocal thing going with these guys. Maybe get some promo copies because I would love to yeah. I'd love to talk to them Review and use some stuff. Yeah, yeah, and just and just kind of talk about what got them into this whole thing because they're doing a really really cool job. So definitely on that. Uh, I don't know what else really have to say about body melt. It's just a really weird, <laughs> very strange, uh, yeah, exploitation movie that is just disgusting and odd, and it just yeah, it's got a, it's got kind of all your things you would want from uh, you know a bad B movie. It's got the really bad special effects. It's got the bad acting. Um, it's got the the intentional and also unintentional comic relief. I mean, I think a lot of the the um, stuff is like in, unintentional. I mean, like the like the exploding stomach and those things are de- they definitely weren't, I think, done for humor. But they're just so poorly executed that they're very funny. And the fact that it, that it really has no logical narrative flow or, or any kind of like, uh, yeah, it's so screwed up narratively that it makes no sense. Which just gonna makes you even more, you know. Interesting, because yeah. you like, can't – you're trying to piece it together. Like, why did this lead to that and that lead to this? And like, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. First phase, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Second phase, it doesn't make sense. Full phase, blah! <laughs> that's, that's, really, that's really about it. So, yeah, check out Body Melt. Uh, we'll have a link to the to the Blu-ray on our site. And yeah, hopefully we can find some clips too. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely. And I had some clips of the episode and all that so you guys can enjoy it. But – uh yeah, we'll be back sooner than we were last time. We got some more goodies lined up for y'all. If we have to think what we're going to get into next, we've got several uh, turd treasures we're going to dig up <laughs> next. So just stay tuned, and we'll talk to you next time. All right, have a good one. See ya. Done any good drugs lately?